Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Michelle Powell is a holistic health practitioner who specializes in trauma recovery. She has been a wellness professional since 2003 and is the author of three-time Amazon bestseller, The Mastery of Wellness. Michelle takes people from their lowest to being genuinely happy. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Leanne. I'm excited to see where we end up today. Oh, you're very welcome. And I'm excited to talk about our theme of leaving anxiety and depression behind. But first, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, so I am a holistic health practitioner, hypnotherapist, energy healer. I have so many different (laughs) qualifications and titles behind me because it's been a long journey thus far. I started in the wellness industry in 2003 and it's kind of just evolved over those years And for the last three years, I've really been specializing in trauma recovery. And of course, with dealing with trauma, there's a lot of mental and emotional components to that. And so I do see a lot of anxiety and depression that comes through there. And I don't know about yourself, but I know for me, Years ago, if someone had said to me, oh, you've been through a lot of trauma, I would have even been hesitant with that label. I didn't really associate it with myself. And so sometimes it's easier to use labels like anxiety and depression and and other things because that's what you're feeling. But those are potentially symptoms of what you've experienced from a traumatic event or situation. And it seems to me that there's a lot of that out there at the moment. I mean, I have been speaking to quite a few coaches all around the world and they are specialising in trauma release because or trauma recovery because there's been a lot of it, I suppose, with the challenging times that we've had. And, yes, we are labelling depression, um, anxiety, the loneliness epidemic. There's names for everything, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do think that there's been some goodness that has come out of all of the horrible stuff with the pandemic, because I do see now more than ever before, people are so aware of how important, not just health, but their mental health is and how much it really impacts them. I think they've taken a breath, haven't they? Like, because they've had to stay at home or whatever actually happened in their area. Mm. A lot of people have taken stock take of their lives and suddenly realised, well, I don't have to work in the city anymore all the time. I don't have to go into a certain office. I can do things differently. Oh, how do I want my life to look like? And that's a question they're starting to ask themselves, which I don't think people had before because they've been so busy with the hamster wheel of life. I think so too. And when you're in that go, 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 all of the things on the plate, you sometimes don't get an opportunity to sit back and really observe And so I think it's been a bit of a blessing in disguise in some ways because it's like, oh, I don't have to go about life like this or even giving people time and opportunity to start 
unpacking and going through the things that are maybe holding them back in areas of their life. Do you find that things that are holding them back can be because of a certain trauma or is it just general things in life from maybe they've got from their childhood? Is there any um, certain pattern? What I see a lot is that most people haven't associated that it's trauma that they've gone through because there's generally a connotation that trauma is just accidents or those big catastrophic events and can diminish that a lot of the horrible stuff that people go through, whether it's a divorce or a breakup or a medical or health condition, or whether it's the death of a loved one, or, you know, lots of those really hard life events, they can be exceptionally traumatic, but they can be quite played down or pushed aside because it's just a part of life. But then that compounds a problem which can be very difficult moving forward. Mm. And there's a lot of information out there too about this, isn't there? Like some people, um, they're going straight to depression. Like we've heard about doctors and things, they're all going, yeah, they go straight down that road of, oh, you've been through this, so obviously you must be depressed or you've got this happen to you, so no wonder you're anxious or you're suffering from anxiety. Do you find the labels are just making it easier for people to sort of think, oh, well, that's what's wrong with me? So they think, well, that they can name it and maybe, okay, I'm not, you know, I'm not not normal. Yeah, you know what, I actually see both sides of that. I see, you know, what you're saying with people going, oh, okay, finally some understanding of what I'm going through. But I also get a lot of people that come to me that are not really being heard and maybe they've gone to doctors or other specialists and they've had potentially just pills thrown at them or really dismissed with how they're feeling. And I think that sort of perpetuates the, I'm just depressed, I'm just anxious, I'll suck it up and keep going, as opposed to, okay, I'm experiencing anxiety and depression. What is it trying to tell me? What messages is it trying to give me? Mm. And I like how you've made that distinction there too, because a lot of people say, I am depressed. So they've got like an I am identity statement, don't they? Yes. I'm experiencing anxiety is very different to that identity. Yeah, and you've hit the nail on the head there, Leanne, because there can be a big association where people go, my anxiety, my depression, like it's a part of them. Mm. And that's not who you are. That's something that you're experiencing and it's there to show you like it's a messenger or a mess ender. It shows up to end the mess So when you pay attention, and I I love using the term being curious. When you get curious, then you're not putting pressure on yourself to figure everything out, but it gives you like a bit of an exploration as to, okay, why is that there? Why is it showing up? What is it trying to tell me? And can start to explore down that pathway. Mm. And do you find that exploration is a lot more powerful than this whole medication society that we live in? People just want to go, oh, the doctors want to, and society says, well, if you're depressed, you take this medication, you're anxious, you take this medication to keep you calm, that type of thing. But if they go exploring, yes, it can be sometimes a little bit scary, but that's where you're going to get the change and the the ability to move forward, isn't it? Absolutely. And Unfortunately, what I see often is when people have been medicated for a prolonged period of time, 
it's really suppressing what they're feeling. So when they start the process of coming off of that medication and actually doing some real healing, sometimes it can be a little bit tricky because it's kind of like opening up, uh, you know, your cupboard when you've shoved everything in there and smacked it shut and then you're sort of peering in going, oh, is it booby trapped? (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, giving yourself a bit of that compassion and grace to, all right, I am going to feel things and feeling things is actually a part of the human experience. We don't want to not feel because it is there to, to help us at the end of the day as uncomfortable as it can be. I think from what my experience is a lot of people have been taught that feelings, you know, you should be hiding your feelings and they do, they go out there with that mask on saying, yeah, I'm totally fine when they know they're not. There's that real, I suppose, thing about not showing who you are and experiencing these feelings and learning how to regulate those feelings because, you know, people who bottle it in, like shove it in that cupboard like you're talking about, especially with anger, the thing that comes out, you know, at the end is just terrible. Whereas if they just experienced an anger and knew how to regulate it, knew how to have whatever strategies work for them, they wouldn't have that big explosion at the end, would they? Yeah, exactly. And sometimes when it's suppressed for so long, it's, it's like that pressure valve needs to go off. You can't keep shoving it down and shoving it down. I mean, even in the word emotion, emotion, energy, moving, it's supposed to move through us. It's supposed to be something that's experienced and then you carry on. But if you're halting it and numbing it or suppressing it or pushing it away or blocking it or like you're saying, even pretending that it's not really there, I mean, number one, you're not being your authentic self and being who you really are can experience a broad spectrum of emotion, both quote unquote good and bad. But then you're you're halting that flow of experiencing the emotion and getting that feedback from when you are and aren't aligned with yourself. Mm, yeah, for sure. So with anxiety and depression, I mean, our theme is leaving it behind. Mm. What are you seeing? How does it show up first? I suppose that's the first thing. If people are not sure if they've got it or they say they've been diagnosed with it or whatever it is, what are they showing up with? What sort of signs? So... It's different for everybody with how they might have come about anxiety or depression. And it it generally builds up to a point where it's impacting your life in some way. So I have uh, a lot of clients that have come to me and said, you know, they wake up with anxiety or, you know, they wake up feeling sad and depressed And then little things throughout the day will trigger it and just keep that cycle going. And it creates a lot of nervousness or a lot of fear. So maybe, you know, afraid of being around loved ones in case you need to put on a happy face when really you're not feeling good or you start to notice the ripple effect of how it's impacting your relationships, how it's impacting your work, how it's impacting how you feel about yourself and your life. And and I think that's generally where people go, okay, this isn't good because now it's affecting all aspects of my life. 
you think people leave it too long that they try and hide it for a long time and then it gets to a really point this point where it's difficult to turn turn things around or see there's the light at the end of the tunnel that if they had have known what the signs were earlier it's easier to address way back then yes to no because i think that sometimes you need to go down the pathway of it being really shit (laughs) because I always think there's a silver lining with the whole thing. Like you're experiencing it for a reason and maybe you wouldn't have gotten the gold out of it if it didn't go that far. But also sometimes when people get into that mindset, Oh, I should have done it before. Why didn't I do it? It's just another way to berate on yourself. If you had have known better back then, you would have done better. So not dwelling on it because that's another reason that can keep people in that down, depressed cycle Mm -hmm. because, oh, well, they've let themselves down, so why bother? It's a bit of a cycle, isn't it? Because I know it doesn't matter, not just anxiety, depression, those type of things. There's a lot of different areas in your life that we go through the cycle and start beating ourselves up going, well, in hindsight, it's okay to say that, but you wouldn't have known back then or you were doing the best you can back then. And it can even be like with our parents. Once we acknowledge that they were doing the best they can because they didn't know things back then either. Things do get a lot better for you because you're not putting that blame or going back in the past all the time. You're sort of being more present, aren't you? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I love that. So what about when leaving anxiety and depression behind, what are your sort of tips and tricks? Like have you got something in particular that you recommend to people or what do you do? Do you lead them through a certain strategy? I do. I I have sort of step-by-step processes that I take people through and it is quite tailor-made to each individual because no two people have lived the same life. But I do think some of the initial steps are acknowledging to yourself that you're done living like you are, you know, living with that anxious sensation or with that depressed sensation and that you can change because there's a bit of that, oh, this is just how I am and how life is, so why even bother? But once again, perpetuates the cycle. So I think... When you have had enough of being on that hamster wheel, that's when you're sort of ready for real change. And nobody can make you do that until you're ready to do that. So I think it's important for the drive to come within. And another aspect that I think is super important is that you're not designed to go through life on your own. And so you're not designed, even just your nervous system and how your body functions, you're not meant to do it alone. So if you think that you're just going to, you know, harden up and get through it, you're probably not. And that it's more than okay to seek support. In fact, it's generally necessary so that you can get someone who can observe without any sort of pressure or expectation to give you a clear view and also be a bit of a guide through coming back to yourself. Do you find that it is getting more talked about now because I know mental health issues, especially even though like we have things like are you okay day, it's still there's some sort of stigma. People don't want to admit they've got a mental health issue 
But physically, oh, yeah, I've got this sort of issue. They'll talk about all day long. But to say they've got something mental health-wise, they don't want to talk about it still. That's what I'm finding anyway. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to the day when it's the same sort of off-the-cuff remark that people say, you know, oh, I went to the physio today, whereas I saw my therapist today or I saw my coach today. Um because you're right, while there's a lot of talk and there's a lot of information out there, you know, this year Lifeline and all of those crisis um, hotlines, they've had their highest records ever this year. And so more people than ever are really struggling and there, there's still a bit of that stigma that needs to be broken, you know, that it, it's not weak. It's actually courageous to be able to talk about it and to let go of, you know, a lot of those past pressures that you just suck it up or boys don't cry or, you know, women feeling like they have to, you know, wear all of the hats. You don't have to when none of us are super human so, yeah, it, it, it's gradually changing, but um, it definitely still has a long way to go. Yeah, and I think I know here in Australia we certainly had that harden up attitude, don't we, and suck it up and, you know, especially telling our boys, you know, don't cry, don't do things in anger, and it's all about stuffing things in. So and I know that we've been brought up generationally like that, so it's quite a new thing is to start talking about and be open about it. Cause I know was, even though being a coach, we know a lot of stuff and we were more open about it. But when I talk to my family, getting them to understand that is quite different. They think, no, you know, you've got to go to work. You've got to just keep turning up and you've got to keep doing these things, you know, support your family. And you think, well, who's supporting you? Like, I know there's something going on there, but it's difficult to have that conversation when they don't want to acknowledge it themselves. That's the thing. It, it can be very hard. And it's like that saying you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And so I think that's where, you know, people like yourself get to be a beautiful shining light and example of how doing it differently is not just a possibility, but you can thrive that way. And it's kind of like the little shining beacon out there that makes people that are, are really ready to go I, I'm I'm tired of doing this there's got to be a better way to do it go oh I wonder what they're doing what's happening over there and and keep putting that energy out there because it does come back yeah for sure and I know there's a lot of wonderful people out there that I mean especially yourself Michelle are dealing with this because there's so much trauma out there and as you say it's not just those big events that they can be the smaller events too so when you see people that can work through their anxiety or depression and they're leaving it behind as we said with the theme what are you seeing how are they changing their lives well sometimes it's really unpacking the traumas that they have experienced and then the ways that they've altered themselves or their lives or their personality in order to get by and that can be quite soul crushing and so sometimes big stages of it is really recovering from what's happened and then from there you can start to rebuild and reconnect to who you really are beyond and before all of those things happened and get 
back on track in a way that potentially you've never been before. Because if you've gone through a lot of really difficult things in life, you can be almost afraid to step into something new because, you know, that better the devil, you know, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so it really depends on the person as to what we need to unpack and let go of. But a lot of times it's very, very freeing actually understanding what's happened, getting the lessons and the learnings and clearing things out, setting up a lot of healthy boundaries, setting up healthy core values and connecting to your inner child and who you really are and, you know, establishing your wellness foundations and, I add in a lot of different tools and modalities depending on what the person needs. But I think actually acknowledging the things that you've gone through can be a huge step in leaving that depression and anxiety behind. That acknowledgement, does it involve um, leaving the shame and the embarrassment and all those things behind too? Because I know that's something that people take through their lives is shame. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that's an important component is really actually getting in touch with your emotions and not in a, you know, wanky woo woo sort of way. I mean, if that works for you too, cool. But, you know, actually just being able to sit with it and like, wow, actually, I feel a lot of shame around these events that have happened in my life and being able to acknowledge it and then let it go. Because when you're holding on to it for so long and you're hanging on and you're hanging on, it's just creating more and more of a problem until you can really uncover it and go, okay, that's how I felt and this is why and I don't have to do it anymore because I got that learning. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, I love that, Michelle, and I'm hoping people get a message out of here to find support, you know, get, get out and get some help because the help is available and we can help them through these type of things and that's leaving anxiety and depression behind so michelle if anyone wants to contact you or find out more about what you do where's the best place for them to go yeah i'm in all of the normal social places like insta and facebook and linkedin it's the michelle powell i've also got a website that you can connect with me directly on and it's the michelle And I've also got a free resource for all of your listeners too, Leanne, and I'm sure you'll link that in for everyone. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. You're very welcome, Leanne. Igniters, the aim in life is to be happy. If we are being held back, we need to acknowledge this and get support. Michelle has such a wonderful knowledge about wellness, such a great insight into how we can use anxiety and depression as our identity rather than something we are experiencing. If you want to know more about Michelle, go to her website, themichellepowell.com.au. For living a life with balance and freeing yourself from what's holding you back, go to my website, leanneblaney.com.